Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I am obsessed with this Australian children's show called Bluey. Do, 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 do. No, I can't really do that part. Or I can't really sing that song because it's copyright, you know, all that kind of stuff. So here's a song that kind of sounds like it to intro Bluey. Welcome to Obsession, a podcast about things that I'm obsessed with. And for this season, season one, we are talking about a stupid little Australian children's show called Bluey. Okay, the first time I saw Bluey. So, the first time I saw Bluey, I was at my parents' house. Um, It was a get-together with my family... And the kids were all there, my nieces and nephews, and they started to get a bit rowdy. Um, some were battling it out with Lincoln Logs. Others, uh, I think my two nephews, Evan and uh, Mason, their brothers, they were battling it out with foam rollers. <laughs> they were just wailing each other with foam rollers. Um, and they were laughing about it. They were having a great time. And then the girls were playing with Beanie Babies or they were doing something uh, really nice and kind. But the boys were slowly infringing on the girls. And we all know, my family, we all knew that a war was going to erupt pretty soon. So my dad did what any good grandpa does and suggested a show to the kids. And some snacks, obviously. Usually the snacks are some kind of like Honey Nut Cheerios or some kind of cereal. Um, and all the kids shouted, yeah, in unison when he suggested it, like they always do. So they plopped themselves on the couch. And I remember I had two on my lap and they were um, just kind of hanging out in my lap. And then the rest were sprawled out on different cushions with a big blanket over the legs and bowls of cereal on their lap. And my dad, their grandpa, he grabs the controls and starts to flip through some of the kids shows. The kids are yelling out suggestions when we pass a show with a bunch of beautifully animated dogs on it. (laughs) My brother sees it past the screen and asks the rest of the adults in the room, have you guys seen the show Bluey? All of us stare around the room. We look at each other confused. My sister-in-law seeing all the confusion says, you guys have to watch it. It's so good. Then my brother says this. There are a lot of shows that the kids watch that I can't stand. But Bluey is one that I can keep watching episode after episode. It's really good. That was high praise coming from my brother. So there was general intrigue about the show among the kids. They all seemed to like it. So we flipped it on to give it a shot. Some of the adults went into the other room to chat, but some stayed. I had two of the kids, I had my two nephews on my lap, so I was stuck. But I was also kind of intrigued, so, you know. Then after the intro song started playing, it moved from being intrigued to being mesmerized. I don't know exactly what it was about the tune. Whether it was the cute dances they were doing, or the interesting animation, or how the song just seemed to burst excitement and happiness out of my chest. But I remember sitting there with my nieces and nephews, stealing Honey Nut Cheerios from their bowls, and I laughed like I was one of them. There were no patronizing laughs 
or smiles that I was smiling because I just wanted to show my nephews that I was watching. These were legitimate cackles. I still remember the episode so, so well. And I remember smiling through the whole episode, cackling, laughing, and then being hit with like, oh, just like a bat of emotion during some parts. And I was mesmerized by everything. The writing of the show was next level. Unbelievable writing. The animation was gorgeous. The music Oh, it was weep-inducing, and it wasn't even one of the better soundtracks. They do original scores for every single episode of Bluey, which is wild. The voiceover work, it was real and just absolutely perfect. But it only lasted for seven minutes. I have no clue why, but the show is only seven minutes long. This is still a complaint that my nieces and nephews have with Bluey. I could have stayed watching that show for the next hour, maybe two hours. I was that pulled in from the beginning. Very few things have done that to me. I've got a short list on my phone of shows and pieces of music or art that have done that to me. And Bluey was one of them. And it's a little weird too, because Bluey's a kid show. Now there are some kid shows that I literally cannot fathom watching for more than two seconds. I can't do Wild Kratts. It's not a terrible show. It's a great show for kids, but oh my gosh, I can't watch that for very long. There was this kid show that came out when I was in college. I still remember it. And it was, oh, it was so hilariously debated with my friends. It was a show called Yo Gabba Gabba. I still remember the debate that two of my friends, Mary and Justin, had about it. They loved it, but it was like... The creators of the show must have been on drugs when they made that show because it was so... I was mesmerized not for how good it was, but how weird it was. Like you watch that show for a few seconds and it's like you're in a trance. It's like you're in another world. It mesmerized me like watching a car crash would, not like a beautiful piece of art would. (laughs) So um, with all these kids shows, I kept asking myself, specifically with Bluey, why I as a 30-year-old adult with no kids was enjoying a kid's show made for kids. I think that's been an ongoing question I've had to ask with with, uh, why I like Bluey so much. And even my obsession with Bluey has gotten me really into good children's literature, and I find myself now just sitting and perusing um, the children's section of Barnes & Noble more than any other section. I will go there, and the first thing I'll do is go hit up the children's section, pull 40 books off the shelves, and just read all of them. Because there is such unbelievable storytelling with all these stories. And I've heard this idea with stories before. It's kind of the difference between Barney and Sesame Street. uh, At least from my understanding of it and things that I was taught about it. One of the shows is made exclusively for kids. There's long amounts of time between each cut. And dancing to songs that have no depth to them at all. And the other one, it has shortcuts and it has humor that go right over kids' head, but that every adult will sit there and go, huh, that's funny. Now, I'm not really here to talk about which kind of show is better for kids. Um, I think they're both pretty important. But as an adult, there's a clear answer to that question. The same is true really in some of these uh, good children's literature books that I've read. Um, I remember reading my niece a chapter from Charlotte's Web before she was about to go to bed one night. 
I was appalled and shocked and in awe that the author, E.B. White, absolutely brilliant man, that he could be that blunt about death, loneliness, and fear in a children's story. And then on top of that, my niece having the ability to process through that quickly and ably. My niece is incredibly gifted in that kind of stuff. She is one of the most emotionally intelligent people I've ever known in my life. But it was wild to me to sit there and read these things that I felt like I should censor, but that I didn't. And she just understood it and took it. It was, she took it better than me. It was wild. It was so incredible. Uh, The chapter I still remember reading to her um, was the chapter called Wilbur's Boast. And I'm telling you to go read this book just for that chapter. There are two quotes in that chapter that just slayed me. These are those two quotes. The first one is, well, they're both conversations that Wilbur is having with Charlotte. Wilbur the pig, Charlotte the spider. This is the first one. What do people catch in the Queensboro Bridge? Bugs? asked Wilbur. No, Charlotte said. They don't catch anything. They just keep trotting back and forth, thinking there is something better on the other side. If they'd hang head down at the top of the thing and wait quietly, maybe something good would come along. But no. With people, it's rush, rush, rush every minute. I'm glad I'm a sedentary spider. What does sedentary mean, asked Wilbur. Means I sit still a good part of the time and don't go wandering all over creation. I know a good thing when I see it. And my web is a good thing. I stay put and wait for what comes. Gives me a chance to think. That's the first one. It's so beautiful. It's such good writing. And this is the second one. This one is one of my favorites. Wilbur heard the trill of the tree toad and the occasional slamming of the kitchen door. All these sounds made him feel comfortable and happy, for he loved life and loved to be a part of the world on a summer evening. But as he lay there, he remembered what the old sheep had told him. The thought of death came to him, and he began to tremble with fear. Charlotte, he said softly. Yes, Wilbur? I don't want to die. Of course you don't, said Charlotte in a comforting voice. I just love it here in the barn, said Wilbur. I love everything about this place. Of course you do, said Charlotte. We all do. The goose appeared, followed by her seven goslings. They thrust their little necks out and kept up a music whistling like a tiny troop of pipers. Wilbur listened to the sounds with love in his heart. These are such beautiful quotes to me. And sitting there reading this story to my niece is one of my most cherished moments. I still think about it to this day. It happened years ago. In a world where we have tons of children's literature and stories and shows that are just there to entertain kids, And maybe teach them one lesson or two lessons. There are very few shows. There are very few books. There are very few songs that educate kids' emotions. 
that teach them about life and death, loneliness and companionship, about what it means to uh, hustle and what it means to be content. When we talk about art, a huge part of that is being educated to feel and to be able to have mature emotions. The times I feel most alive and most human are, you know, when I read a book that urges me to become a better person. As a side note, recently I read The Fate of Fausto. It's a children's book by Oliver Jeffers. I need everyone to read this story. It is unbelievable. No question my favorite children's picture book. It blows me away. Holy smokes. Anyway, the times I do feel most alive are you know, when I read a book and it urges me to become a better person. Or I look at a painting where I'm mesmerized to compassion. And lately... And some music where I'm moved to tears in the Trader Joe's frozen aisle. The thing that just happened to me while listening to the Bluey soundtrack. I haven't seen this episode yet because I haven't seen the entirety of the show. I've only seen maybe five episodes of Bluey. But the soundtrack has a song from season one, episode 29, because I looked it up. It's called The Brook. And it's honestly one of the most moving and beautiful pieces of music I've heard in the last year communicates so much about the wonder of children and brought me instantly back to times when I was a kid, splashing in a creek and just enjoying time with my friends exploring. It made me miss those times. It made me feel like I had lost something. But it made me cherish those moments and it especially brought me right back to times when I really was just kind of splashing in a creek and Gave me such nostalgia. I don't even know everything I felt while listening to that song, but I cannot wait till I get to that episode and have the visuals paired up with it. I kind of guess that I will be crying and weeping and there's going to be streams coming from my own eyes during that episode. But Bluey honestly does seem like a show that transcends the kid-only barrier. It's a show that simultaneously encourages parents and kids and makes both parties laugh and cry. So I don't know anything about the show. I've seen a few episodes with my nieces and nephews, but beyond that, I am walking into this show blind. I've heard that there are episodes that will make me giggle like a little kid. Can't wait for those. And I've heard that there are others that are going to make me weep. I also can't wait for those. I just can't wait for the whole thing. Currently, I'm obsessed with a show even though I've seen only five episodes of it. And I'm honestly looking forward to talking about the show more because it's a show that I already love. And I wish I could be sitting here with another person who shares my obsession. Maybe I'll bring my oldest niece sometimes to talk on the show or maybe some of my own siblings or friends who have seen it. But at the moment, it's just me. And that's okay. I hope that this podcast can develop a community of people who love this show as much as I do. And I hope that I can fall into a deeper love of this show and find communities of people who love the show even more than I do because I know that they're out there. I know there is a bunch of people obsessed with this children's show because I am finding that some of the most important things in life are human connection and relationships. And that's coming from someone who has really struggled with that and tends to walk toward isolation in a lot of life. But that's for another time. 
I'm excited to talk more about each episode and I'm hoping to publish an episode every day of the week. That's right. Every day of the week, except on weekends. I'm going to take a break unless I get really obsessed with the show. So I, I hope you join me. I'm going to be giving recaps of each episode. I'm going to talk about some of the things that I notice in each episode, some of the major themes. And there's going to be stuff that I miss. So I'm looking forward to some of you jumping into the discussion too. I'm going to be talking about, you know, some of the things that it reminds me of. I'm hoping each episode that it will spark some kind of memory that I have and I'll be able to share that. But I'm looking forward to starting a community of people who love Bluey. There's just something about obsession that brings community. So I can't wait to meet some of the fellow nerds who jump in. Which is also kind of weird because I am creating a podcast about a children's show made halfway across the world. So currently right now my community might be Australian and New Zealand moms and dads, but that is good with me. Anyway, I'll be seeing you. Obsession Bluey is a podcast written, produced, and hosted by me, Jonathan Minima. If you have any critique or think this podcast needs improving in some way, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. Also, please only rate this podcast what you think it rightly deserves. You can give it five stars if you think it deserves five stars. But if you think it's one star, give it one star. Um, I like honesty a lot more than I like just trying to promote something. So give it its proper rating. Also, I'm not making any money off of this podcast. So if you do like this podcast, I would really love it if you give it five stars. So maybe one day I can start making money off of this. That would be a dream. Anyway, have a great day. Thank you so, so much for listening.